The following is a response to this post, made recently in a group I'm active in. Who is the woman in Revelation 12? There are really four people mentioned in Revelation 12. The woman. The child. The dragon. And Michael the archangel. The child is singularly one being, Jesus. The dragon is singularly one being, Satan. Michael is singularly one being, Michael. So the woman is. Following the same theme, she'd be singularly one being, Mary, the woman who bore that child destined to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Moreover, we see her juxtaposed with the Ark of the Covenant at the very end of Revelation 11, the last verse that dovetails into Revelation 12 and the woman's revelation, clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and crowned with twelve stars. The Ark carried three things. The law of the Lord written by his finger. The manna that came down from heaven. The staff of the high priest that budded. Mary, the mother of Christ, carried in her womb the fulfillment of those items. The fulfillment of the law incarnate. The true bread come down from heaven. The one true high priest. The early church fathers got this symbolism, heck. Luke documents Mary moving in Luke 1 through the hill country of Judea, as being parallel to the movement of the ark in 2 Samuel 6. David was not willing to take the ark of the Lord into the city but instead sent it to the hill country of Judea, where it remained for three months, and so too Mary, in those days, went with haste into the hill country around Judea, and was there for three months. David exclaims, How can it be that the ark of the Lord has come to me? This parallels Elizabeth exclaiming, How is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? David and all of the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and trumpet, as Elizabeth proclaims in a loud cry, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb Jesus. As David danced for the ark of the covenant so too the baby in Elizabeth's womb left for joy at the sound of Mary's voice. And in fact if you go back to Exodus 40 you will see the Lord's glory cloud overshadows the ark, the dwelling place, the Greeks translators of the Septuagint, the Bible used in quoted by the New Testament authors themselves, uses the term the Bible used in quoted by the New Testament authors themselves, uses the Greek term episkiosii for this overshadowing, and that's the same word that Luke records the angel using of the Lord, overshadowing, her. Now, that said, we know that some things in Revelation have multiple meanings, such as the seven hills of Revelation 17 verses 9 to 10. This calls for a mind with wisdom, the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated, they are also seven kings. And so that woman certainly can, and does, represent the fullness of Israel, because just as the child is the new Adam, so too that woman is the new Eve. Adam was the man, that's what Adam means in Hebrew, and in him all humanity was bound up, he was a perfect representation of man, being himself free from sin. And yet he fell, and through him fell all men. Christ is the new man, the new Adam, and in a beautiful parallel to the old Adam, out of whom was taken the woman, it was the new Adam who was taken out of the woman, and from whom his flesh was made. The early fathers saw that parallel, too. And thus we see that the first woman was called woman and it was foretold in the first gospel, the Proto-Evangelium, of Genesis 3 verse 16 that God would put enmity between the woman and the serpent, and her seed and that spawn of the snake. Biologically, men have the seed, so this foreshadows even the virgin birth. Mary is called woman by Christ at the beginning of his ministry at the wedding feast of Cana where his glory is made manifest, and at the end of his ministry as he's dying on the cross, giving the woman over to the care of the beloved disciple, which does mean John, but is also a placeholder for all disciples who love Christ and loved by him, which is why Revelation 12 ends like this. Then the dragon was angry with the woman, and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and bear testimony to Jesus. As Eve is the mother of the living, Mary is the mother of the living in Christ, she is the protochurch, 
the first member of the church, the first Christian to accept Christ not only into her heart but her very womb. And this is why all generations call her blessed, and why, while no man was holier than St. John the Baptist by Jesus' own words, John was himself not worthy to loosen the straps of Jesus' sandals by his own admission, and yet it was Mary who taught him to tie those sandals, and wiped his holy but for years. This is, incidentally, why you'll see icons of Mary holding Jesus with one sandal dangling.